when you're up against a hostile room of people who don't want to be there, you need real strategies that get results. Welcome to From Hostage to Hero, the show that gives you practical advice you can use right now in the courtroom, boardroom, or classroom. Learn how to move your unwilling audience to one that is invested in what you're saying, eager to participate, and engaged in the process. Learn from the attorney whisperer herself, your host, Sari Delamont. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of From Hostage to Hero. This is a very special episode because I am recording this in my brand new home. We have moved back from the beach, uh, partially to uh, be closer to treatment for my cancer, ongoing cancer treatment, um, but also to just put some down some roots. My daughter's dying to be back in school and she's going to be in part-time uh, in-person school here in the spring and then full-time in the fall. And so we're very glad to be back. And I'll be talking a little bit more about what that's brought up for me in today's episode. But before that, I um, want to just point out that the reviews keep coming in. Thank you so much for that. You know, if you've been listening that I have a birthday wish, I want 100 reviews of the book at Trial Guides and 100 reviews of the podcast wherever you listen. iTunes is where I check those out uh, by May 15th, which is my birthday. And so I have two reviews I want to read you from trialguides.com, their website. One's from Rusty R. He says, I love From Hostage to Heroes Holistic Guide for Equipping the Jury as an Ally. It starts with the lawyer's mindset because Sari has accurately assessed that so much of this is an inside game. Then Sari equips us in the practical art of communication flow and nonverbal manner. The fun is in resonating and with sourcing the jury on the principles involved in the case to support case framing in the opening and closing. It's a guidebook on how to thrive again or for the first time. Thank you, Rusty, for that. And Charles A. says, this book is written with such clarity by an amazing teacher. I would give it 10 stars if I could. Thank you so much, Rusty. And Charles, I really appreciate the reviews. Again, if you've not reviewed the book, go to trialguys.com and give me a review there. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please give me a review there. You can just even hit the, the star rating. You don't have to write anything should you not want to. Alrighty. Well, today we're talking about how to argue with yourself and win every time. A little bit of a take on the great Jerry Spence book, How to Argue and Win Every Time. But today I'm talking about how to argue with yourself and more importantly, why you should be arguing with yourself. Um, when I think about this, it's it's kind of what's happened to me and what I've been practicing in the last week that we've been in our new home. It sounds kind of echoey right now because there's not much furniture here. We sold everything before we moved to the coast that we bought that place furnished. And now we're kind of in this empty big house. But uh, as I've been here the last five or six nights, you know, I get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and my brain starts getting at me with all of the negative messages. So let me give you an example so you know what I'm talking about. You know, I'm going to the bath, I'm walking to the bathroom. Our bathroom is huge. It's like as big as a bedroom. I don't know why this bathroom is so huge. I love it. But we're, I'm walking to the bathroom and of course my saboteur, and if you don't know what the saboteur is, go back and listen to, I think it's podcast number 40, episode number 40, somewhere in there. But the saboteur is a amalgam of all the negative messages and voices that you have carried with you from childhood into your life now. 
and it is the thing that is trying to keep you safe. So its intentions are good, but it often derails us if we allow it to. So my saboteur starts going, you know, I, I think, oh, I love this bathroom. It's so big, you know, three in the morning. And then my saboteur comes in and says, well, you better enjoy it while you can, because who buys a house in the middle of a pandemic? You're not going to be able to afford this. Or it says, who buys a house in the middle of cancer treatment? You're going to die before this, before you can really enjoy this home. And this is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about how we need to start arguing with ourselves. Now, I want to be really clear when we do saboteur work uh, in the crew, by the way, the crew is opening next Friday. My, my friends, make sure that you mark your calendar next Friday. We open and we won't be open again until June, maybe even July. I can't remember what we decided on that one, but when we work on the saboteur, what I don't want you doing is getting energetically involved with the saboteur's messaging and being like, you fucker and get out of here. And why are you, why are you taunting me? And because that just gives more energy to this negative voice that we want to quiet down. So when I say, I want you to argue with yourself, I don't mean that. I don't mean getting into an energetic space with your saboteur where it is (laughs) derailing your life. That's not what we want. But I do want you to start hearing this voice and seeing the need to argue back at it and not let it lie. I mean, you all are trained to argue for a living. That's what you do as trial attorneys. What I'm asking you to do is now take that skill and start arguing back with these messages that your brain is going to send up when you make big moves in your life. It was a huge move for me to purchase our really what is our dream home at a time in the middle of a pandemic and with a stage three cancer diagnosis and not just a stage three cancer diagnosis. I also have thyroid cancer, just, you know, extra parting gift, right? Not parting gift, extra party gift. Let's just put it that way. Right. If anything, if I was being smart, (laughs) this is what my saboteur is saying, I would hunker down, save as much money as possible uh, because I might die and business may die and people may leave the, the membership when they hear that I'm going to be off for my surgery or, you know, all the things that my, my saboteur is saying. So when you make a big move in your life, like purchasing your dream home in the middle of a pandemic and two cancer diagnoses, your saboteur is definitely going to have something to say. And so in today's episode, I want to give you the tools for you to be able to talk back to that fucker. Here I go getting too energetically involved in with mine so that you can start reprogramming your brain. Because here's the thing, our brains are wired for danger to seek out any danger and to keep us safe. And unfortunately, our prefrontal cortex, the one that is the the thinking part of our brain, the one that takes effort and energy, has not evolved as much as the reptile brain, right? The prefrontal cortex is the newer part of our brain. The reptile or or the um, older part of our brain, that's the one that's in habit, and it's the one that tells us that we're always in danger and it's scanning the, the scenarios before us to see if something could hurt us. When really, if we think logically with the prefrontal cortex, we know that those things aren't true. But our habit brain, if we allow it to, runs the show. And so what today is all about is getting into your prefrontal cortex instead of allowing your reptile or habit brain to run the show. 
You know, for me, for example, I grew up in domestic violence. No, my, my father never hit me or my mother, but he threw things. He often kept the whole family up at night with his rages. And, and I, I do want to say um, publicly that it was an undiagnosed uh, mental illness that he's now medicated for. And for the last 25 plus years, he's been an un- unbelievable father and grandfather. So I do want to say that publicly. But my childhood was rife with violence uh, verbally emotionally and otherwise and I as a small child and this is what I really think made me become a nonverbal expert I was able to scan the room when I walked in it to see whether he was going to explode today or not I could read nonverbal cues so clearly and so uh, perfectly and why was I doing that to make sure that I was never caught off guard. Our brains are wired to do this. We do not want to be surprised. So we tell ourselves all of the disastrous scenarios. And in some way, we think that makes us safe to think all the way through. And sometimes it does. Sometimes I tell my clients, go ahead and think through to the worst case scenario, right? Even that you'd be able to handle right? Even if the cancer comes back, even if I'm diagnosed stage four, I will be able to handle it. Sometimes it's, it's okay. And, and a worthy exercise to go all the way to the end of what could possibly happen. But my point here is that our brains do this. It scans everything, the landscape for danger because it doesn't want to be surprised. It wants to be in in the know, I remember, and you've heard me tell the story of my dad sweeping all of the dishes off the dinner table in the middle of dinner. And I was caught off guard. And I remember telling myself as a child, I will never be caught off guard again. I can't stop my father from raging, but at least I can be prepared for it. This is how our brains are wired. So we have to rewire our brains if we want to live into our greatness, because All of this, buying a house during cancer, buying a house during a pandemic, all of that could easily have the negative messages around that, the messages my saboteur wanted me to to listen to, all of that could easily have stopped me from doing this. And that's what I'm really worried about when I'm talking to, not really worried about, but that's what I want to point out to you is that when you buy into those messages, that's when you start taking the actions. You know that we teach around here that everything starts with a thought because thought informs feelings and feelings uh, inform actions and actions inform your results. If I had listened to my saboteur, right, and I would have not bought the house because I would have listened to that message and I would have had the feeling of dread or scarcity or fear. And that would have prevented me from doing and living into my dreams. You know, Kevin said to me the other day, he said, I don't care if you're dying. I don't think you are, but if you are, I one day in that house would be worth buying the house for us. And that's how Kevin and I live our lives is we are constantly chasing fulfillment. So how do you argue with yourself and win every time? Well, I've got three things for you because you know I love my things in threes. The first thing is you have to be aware. So often we just hear these messages at three in the morning or whenever else, and we just assume that that's normal and that that is just the way things are. You have to increase your awareness of this voice that is always in the background trying to keep you safe. And in that awareness brings us to step number two, recognizing that that voice is not you. 
We do a lot of work in the H2H crew and with private clients on separating ourselves from the saboteur. In fact, I think February, we did Saboteur Awareness Month in the crew. If you join the crew, that training's still in there, so you can go back and you can you can watch that. But real, really realizing that this is a thing, an energy, a, a person, a, a whatever you want to call it, that has been created from your earliest memories that you have kind of collected these negative messages through your life and they served you at one time. They did, right? They did keep you safe. They didn't keep you, you know, they didn't have you running into the middle of the street or putting your hand on a hot stove. So at one time they did serve you, but now this saboteur voice doesn't serve you and it's kind of lives back in there in the habit brain and you've got to get your prefrontal cortex involved and recognize that when you hear this voice first of all you see it as a voice and the second thing is you see it as a voice that is not yours it's the voice of people who hurt you it's the voice of people who are trying to protect you it's it's the messages that you've collected over the years because when you separate yourself from your saboteur voice that's where true freedom comes. You know, I, I I have a program, a group coaching program. In fact, I'm now allowing Coach June to take over. We're offering that program in the crew um, come May, meaning it's an extra program, but it's only being offered to H2H crew members at this time. It's called the Path to Mastery Program. It's a 24-week program where they go through the... Um, the well the steps in the from hostage to hero book in depth they work with a mindset coach they work with a nonverbal coach they work with uh, they get training every every month on on the different parts of the of the formula I wouldn't say formula uh, the method that's what we're calling it and I've run the program twice we're offering it now a third time and everyone has said when we go to their exit interview because we talk about what they learned what was really helpful for you and nearly everyone has said the saboteur awareness was the biggest learning for them of really separating the saboteur from who you are and what your true voice is so first you need to be aware that these messages are there and that they're they're lurking in the background two you need to recognize that that voice is not you it's your saboteur and three, you need to argue back at it. So what does that look like? Well, at three in the morning last night when I walked to the to the bathroom and, and I was like, oh, I love this bathroom. I mean, it's really far. It's like walking a really long way to a bathroom to go to the bathroom. And my saboteur comes in and says, what the hell are you thinking buying a house when you're in the middle of cancer treatment? What the hell are you thinking buying a house in the middle of pandemic? What's wrong with you? In that moment, because I'm aware of the voice and I know it's not me, I start to say to the voice, not out loud in my head, but out loud would be helpful too, maybe not three in the morning. I say, I deserve all good things. I am healing from this cancer. This house is a culmination of all of my hard work and I am going to enjoy it. People, we need to argue back because this is the rewiring that I'm talking about. If you only allow the saboteur messages in there, that's the programming that's running your life right now. You have to incorporate new programming. You have to say and speak into existence what you want to happen. I remember when I was pregnant with Elena, my daughter, I had two miscarriages before her. And of course, a third time's a charm, which was great, but I didn't know it at the time that this one would actually make it. And so every single night, Kevin and I, during that pregnancy would lay down on the floor in the room that we used to meditate in and we would 
literally think her into existence. We would visualize what she looked like. She looked nothing like what I wanted her to look like. Not what I wanted her, but what I thought in these visualizations. We would imagine ourselves as parents. I believe that we thought her into existence. I really believe that. We programmed our brains that this baby was was coming and she was going to make it. And when you program your brain, the mind-body connection, I think, is so strong. I believe that really helped that pregnancy stay and, and be viable. This is, this is what we need to do. We need to argue with ourselves and tell ourselves the messages that we want to believe and live into. You know, every night um, in the last couple nights that I've been here, because I've been a little bit more, which is true. Every time you make a big step, your saboteur is going to start screaming at you. That's how you know you're on the right track, by the way. So because we just moved here, my saboteur has been all over my shit. And so every night, this last couple, three, four nights, I've turned to Kevin. I said, tell me how this goes. And the first time I said it, I didn't even have to explain what I meant. Kevin knew exactly what I meant. he said, here's how it goes. You get through chemo, you have your surgery and yeah, it's painful, but you make it. Then you do your radiation and you start to feel better and you start to increase your strength. And then Elena is in school and she's doing great. And we are doing wonderful things with the H2H members. And he just keeps, keeps going until we die in our 90s. And I have him tell me that story every night now. Tell me how it goes. Tell me how it goes. Because I want to program my brain for good things. Do I know that that's how it's going to go? Do I know as I sit here that the cancer won't come back and kill me? No, I don't know that for sure. But I'm going to program my brain for all good things. Now, what I'm going to leave you with, my friends, when it comes to this, is to be compassionate with yourself. When you start to have those negative thoughts, so many of you that are working on this and the crew or otherwise, start to give yourself such a hard time. Like, why am I still thinking this? Why am I having to work so hard on this? Listen, your brain was wired for this. This is something that's not an easy thing to do. It takes practice. So have compassion for yourself as you start to argue back and don't give it any more energy than it needs. Just calmly tell yourself the things you want to believe and live into. And that is how you argue with yourself and win every time. Alrighty, the crew opens next week. I'm so excited. Every time the crewbies come in, that's what we call you, you newbies, uh, the crewbies. We have such a good time. We get to meet new people and you're just going to love the crew. We just have so much going on in there. So many guest speakers coming in this summer. You do not want to miss, do not wait to join. You are going to love it. I'm talking about permission next Tuesday. You're invited to that. We're opening up the crew for a week so you can see the things that you'll be doing live in the crew. Should you decide to join, you get to come and watch. Um, so take the opportunity to come and watch and see how the crew works and who's in there and, and, and blow up all of your excuses for not joining. You're going to love it. Uh, Monday I'll be doing a Facebook live. So don't uh, miss that if you're listening to this in real time uh, to talk about the crew and the opening. And otherwise we'll see you in there, my friends. Talk soon. Thanks for joining me today. If you benefited from what we talked about or just want to let me know you enjoy the podcast, go ahead and leave me a review on whichever platform you use to listen to From Hostage to Hero. Add a comment and I just might give you a shout out on an upcoming episode. In the meantime, head over to fromhostagetohero.com to order your copy of my book, From Hostage to Hero, 
captivate the jury by setting them free. And to get on my mailing list, I send out trial tips and encouragement right to your inbox every single week. And while you're there, make sure you join the waitlist to become an H2H crew member when we reopen. We only open a few times each year and you do not want to miss out. I look forward to our time together in next week's episode. Talk then. 